You're listening to the Country Chat Podcast with your host, Dom. Subscribe, give a five-star rating and follow us on Twitter at country underscore chat and stay up to date. Hi there, you're listening to the Country Chat Podcast with me, Dom. Today, I'm going back to the beginning. I'm going right back to my roots and I'm having another chat. I'm having another chat with the absolutely outstanding, superb, sublime Louise Parker. Flattery will get you absolutely everywhere, Dom. <laughs> See, you, it, I don't want to sound cringy or anything, but you mean so much to me in the sense oh. you was my very first guest on the show and just you've done so much in terms of amazing music just being there for me and Ooh. you and nick are just like the supreme comedy duo <laughs> i wouldn't go that far i don't i don't want to um i don't want to instill any sort of kind of like ego Oh. in either us right now that where we think we're funny because we're not so <laughs> the world is not ready for that at all <laughs> you're beyond hilarious i genuinely genuinely love i mean that meme you've got of nick is just like class a is that not though because you invented it hmm no mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, uh, just just before the actual UK CMSAs, the Nick kind of like announced to everybody that, oh yeah, by the way, that was Dom who created that meme. He was like, sorry. It's all right. He thinks it's absolutely hilarious. He, he knows how to laugh at himself. Good guy. <laughs> so the main reason why we're here is because you've, you're gracing us finally with a a collection of songs yeah finally in the way of an album yeah i know why now why not right i I just feel like (laughs) i i've released i've released two eps already Uh so i've done two five track eps and it's one of those things I find with the music industry, when you do one thing, people always turn around to you and say, okay, well, when are you going to do this? So I released um, two five-track EPs and a couple of people started saying, so when are you going to release an album? It just never feels like quite enough done, you know? <laughs> and um, I kind of, you know, been writing a lot. I write a lot all the time. I've got loads and loads of songs. And I kind of sat down one day and I thought, why not? If I don't do it now, when am I going to do it? I might as well. I've got the songs. I've got great friends in the form of musicians. And <laughs> yeah. Someone that I really enjoy working with in the studio. So I kind of just like started recording it and actually thought, you know what, I could do this. And it's been really stressful. I'm not going to lie to you. I find myself often, this past month especially, saying to absolutely everyone that will listen, I just wanted to be a singer-songwriter. That's all I wanted, Dom. <laughs> I didn't want to do anything else. I just wanted to be a singer-songwriter. And I found in the last month, obviously, as well as all the marketing and the promo and all that, um, graphic design mm-hmm. escapes me. Merchandise. Oh, my goodness. It's so difficult. It's so, like, creating merchandise. You have no idea. I don't know if you've created any merchandise for your podcast. Not but... yet. I will be doing soon, though. It's It's... An absolute minefield. 
mine minefield. <laughs> Not a minefield, a minefield. I um yeah, I really I just sat down, I said to Nick, this is why people release albums like every couple of years. They don't do it very often because it is so stressful. <laughs> but yeah. What kind of merch? What kind of merch are you looking at then? Oh I'm so glad you asked, Tom. <laughs> um <laughs> So obviously there is going to be physical CDs. Yeah. Which I I have had in my hands. I'm so excited, literally today. <laughs> today, ooh. Today they arrived. So can very I get excited a about that. So I've got the physical CDs. I've, they're in the other room. Oh. I can go get them, but you've got to wait. <laughs> That's fine. I can edit the silence. Ah, shall I go now? Go on, do it, do it, do it for me, just for me. Okay, stay there. Don't leave, right? <laughs> I'll try not Don't to. Don't laugh. Okay, are you ready for this? Go on. Ta-da! Ooh, look at that. That looks oh, really, re- that looks really, really clear and shiny and new and sparkly and oh my god, it's Yay! like. Ooh. Isn't it cute? Oh, there's look a booklet. At it. Is that a booklet? Yeah. I see. Oh. It is a little booklet. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Look at that. Oh, please, Isn't that cool? Please tell me you're so getting that in stickers. So, I almost did, actually, and I decided not to. Really? <laughs> yeah, I almost got this as a sticker and then I didn't. But there's still time. There's still time. But yeah, I've got a little booklet with some thank yous inside. Look. Oh, my first little thank yous. Oh. And you're going to tell me now that I'm not in there. <laughs> no. I'll write you in. <laughs> oh, that'd be. I would, are you going to do signed copies of the CD? Yeah. See? Of course I am. It'd be rude not to, wouldn't it? Of course. But yeah. What you need to do is number them. Oh, look at that. Oh, I thought about that. Isn't it cool? That is, that is just. I thought about numbering them. But clean and crisp and beautiful and. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, you should number them, you know, for when you get to, like, a million sales, you'd be like, <sighs> Well, I should I should know how many I've sold, um, because obviously I, I have to order them. Mm-hmm. So this is number one of 100. I only ordered 100 to start off with, because you just don't know how they're going to sell in this day and age. CDs, uh, you know, aren't as popular. A lot of people would rather download, See. You know? I like CDs like I like vinyl. You know, yes, the sound of CDs is a bit too clean and polished, whereas vinyl's got that nice scratchy sound. But Mm. I like having the physicality of it, you know, actually holding, saying, look, I've got the CD here. You know, you can actually like, yay, and I've got got a signature, yay. It's like having an autograph book, but better. I feel like CDs are great for when you're gigging. I think I sell a lot more kind of like actual physical CDs and things like that when I'm actually playing shows because obviously you play the songs and then people are like, I want to own that. And Here they come we go. To you and sign it. And exactly, and it's great. Um, so I'm kind of I'm excited to get back to doing live shows as well so I can take these out with me and be like, look at them, they're so cool, that's me. I look like Boy George. I wasn't going to say that, but just a little. I know. Just a little. I've been saying it. I saw, I got these photos taken last February, so February 2020, before, you know, all 
really? kind of shut down and broke loose. Yeah, that's how long I've been sitting on all this. <laughs> and um, as soon as I saw this, I was like, oh my God, I'm Boy George. And I've been saying it for the past year. And then the other day someone said, oh, you look very Madonna. And I was like, wow. I'll take that as well. Boy George, Madonna, I don't mind. Legends. I, I get the Madonna vibes. Almost like a Madonna-y, <laughs> Kylie minogue Boy george yeah, yeah. If they all had a baby together and kind of like mushed each other up, that it's Louise Parker. Is that how people have, have children? I think they, so. They mush each other up. <laughs> I think that that's a new way of doing it. I mean, I, I don't know anymore because of this lockdown. No, well... No, I think it's all changed for kids. You know, kids are doing it weird mm. ways now. Who knows? They've got their new ways, their new talents. And... <laughs> How do we get onto this job? How do we get onto these conversations? I honestly have no idea. Oh, what is that mug? Is that... Oh, don't... oh no, that's Unicorn. Oh. It's this Unicorn fan club. It's Ooh. just water, I promise. Everyone's always like, what's in there? And I'm like, water? <laughs> you see, it's fascinating because the blue that around the bottom, it makes it look like the liquid inside's blue. It's really. Yeah, but if you tip it forwards, that you can see it's just water. If you if you take off the lid and tip it forward, see what happens then. No, because I've got quite expensive equipment in front of me. Oh, really? <laughs> and although although I am known to be very slightly ditzy, only very slightly though, um, I'm not that stupid. <laughs> that is the Louise Parker guarantee. Hundred <laughs> percent guaranteed. <laughs> I'm not that stupid. I've got to say, I love <laughs> your necklace as well. Oh, thank you very much. It's like my favourite thing. I oh, You'll always catch me wearing it. I got it in Corfu last year. I managed to get away on holiday last year. I know. Believe it or not. I know. Crazy. Just like, you know, in, in one of the breaks of the many lockdowns we had, they suddenly allowed flights and holidays and me and my friends were like, yes. <laughs> so we went to Corfu and um, I got this necklace and I love it because I love the sea. How many, how many of your friends did went on this holiday did you go with it was there was uh, four of us in total Ooh. so me and me and three three of my friends look at that eve you, you even stuck to the rule of six i am i am a good girl dumb when did when did you go because yes. i went to i went to Kos in september october yes you went you went just after me i think because i went end of august yeah just before I had all my hair cut short, before the Just Friends music video, I literally went to Corfu end of August, got all my hair cut off the week I returned, and then filmed the Just Friends music video the weekend after, which is why if you watch the Just Friends music video, I've got a cracking tan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not, not like it's purposely <laughs> done. <laughs> no, I didn't plan it at all or anything. <laughs> oh, you could, you, could you, theor- in theory, book mm. a holiday? And claim it back through expenses through Nick and say, I need to top up my tan ready for a photo shoot. Could. Although he would turn to me and say, is it a spray tan much cheaper? Because <laughs> that is so Nick. Thing is, though, spray tan and real tans, you can and tell then, the difference. And then he turns around and he says to me, I am married. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'm what you say, Nick. <laughs> yeah. It's not like you're married with kids. <clears throat> yeah. Oh man, he does crack me up. Gotta say though, I do, I do love the relationship that you and Nick do have together. You know, I'm when you first said that you was extending the contracts you had with each other, I was like, it, it blew me out of the water. It was like, yes. <laughs> we are. We work really, 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 really well together. 
when we work, but I'm not going to say that we're not always the best of friends because we're not. We, I mean, we, we are like family and we fight. And when we fight is proper nasty. <laughs> I can imagine you've got we, a fiery streak. I mean, yeah. Yeah, we do. I mean, we always make up really quickly and it's always, oh, I shouldn't have said that. And he's like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. And I'm like, sorry. And he's like, sorry. And it's fine. And it always, it's always over and done with, but we do, we fight, man. And not usually about music. Usually it's about like other stuff. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm know, intrigued. Things. I'm intrigued now. Yeah. So what is the kind of like stereotypical fight that you have with Nick? Usually it's, it's like text messaging. Mm-hmm. You know, things don't, they're always so misconstrued over messaging, right? Mm-hmm. That's not just me and Nick. That's like me and like all my friends because I am so busy that sometimes I'll just send back one word answers because I'm like, I'm at work or I'm doing music stuff. I'm at the studio. I'm doing interviews. You know, I'm not, I'm like, I'm not constantly glued to my phone. And so when I do get something, I'll be like, right, quick reply. I'll get back to that later. And sometimes I don't realize I'm being blunt, <laughs> but I, I am, I can be really blunt without no, like without even thinking about it or like really rude. Cause I just say what's on my mind and then I just don't think about it. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that would do. Put my phone down for like two hours. And then I pick it up and I'm like, Oh, <laughs> That that didn't go down well. That that did not come across as I meant it to. Yeah. So usually it's just things like that. Like I've said something and then Nick doesn't understand what I mean. And because I don't I don't get back to him quick enough, he then thinks I'm, you know. So usually it's about text messaging. I, th- I think the biggest problem with that as well is because Nick's so young, you know, it's he, getting gr- to grips with text messaging and the whole technology. And I mean, bef- exactly. before it was rotary phones and f- carrier pigeons. It definitely is a generational thing. I um, I get it. The whole instant messaging, mm. you know, because I'm literally like, I'll say something and then I'll go to sleep and I wake up the next morning. And he's like, are you still there? Have you gone to bed? Are you all right? <laughs> I'm like, because that's just my generation, like, because it's instant messaging. I never say hello or goodbye yeah. because we talk every day. So um, it is definitely a generational thing, but we're we're really good. It doesn't happen very often, but when I when it does, I said usually it's just like a lack of like understanding of what each of us are trying to say. I mean, I found that particularly particularly in this last year with making so many friends in like Nashville and across the states, that time mm. difference as well sometimes is annoying in terms of instant messaging because it's like okay, I'll send in a message and then I'll go to bed and then I'll wake up and it's like. A couple of texts that have like response so it's like almost a time lag with messaging some of my friends yes yeah well i can be like that if i'm at work or if i if i'm throwing myself into something like i was at the studio today and i didn't you know you i can't i'm so focused on what i'm doing there that i forget <laughs> that i should be checking my phone because i've got <laughs> you know a million other things going on in my life I, I like throwing myself into a project and kind of turning myself off of that you know my phone so um, I am, I'm not, I am terrible for doing that. Sorry, Nick, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, really. Promise. We do love you, Nick. We love you. I know, but yeah. Now, you mentioned that you've been sat on the photos since February. Mm. Has that always been the case that you was going to have an album back in February? You know, was it kind of like the starting so, point? The Initially... Initially, this album was supposed to come out last spring mm-hmm. and had a tour planned. And it was completely different. The songs were different to what I was actually going to release. 
now what I'm releasing now the songs weren't the same and so obviously when kind of this I don't know if you've heard of this pandemic that happened the pandemic I, I, I... yeah you heard about this right no I haven't you have to you have to inform me I have no idea so the whole world shut down no. for like a year. Yeah, I know. Oh. But it was obviously, you know, the tour got cancelled mm-hmm. and then it kind of came round to it. And I said, at the time, I was like, these songs aren't fully ready anyway. If I put it out, I just don't feel like I'm doing myself justice. Yeah. So originally it was going to be the five acoustic tracks that I released in 2019. And then the five new songs, um, three of which I released last year anyway so if you want me to with joey clarkson uh lie to me and just friends so then it was going to be those three plus the two new ones i'm releasing um and it kind of came down to it i had this like dream this epiphany if you will Mm. of rearview mirror but as this really like produced sassy version i was like oh that'd be really cool like maybe after the album's out i'll redo it again and I'll, i'll put it out as this kind of produced version and obviously when lockdown hit and I realised that I probably wasn't releasing the album with its full potential, I thought, yeah. well, I've got like another year. I can sit on it and I'll do what turned out to be the reimagined versions. So I kind of took uh, four of the acoustic songs because obviously I'm moving to Nashville for me is always acoustic. Like that's never going to be produced because mm-hmm. that song is so important lyrically. I don't want it to lose that. So I took the other four and I produced them and made these reimagined <laughs> versions. Reimagined. Reimagined. I've got to do the brackets. Every time I talk about it, I'm like, reimagined. These are the brackets. <laughs> so, um, and you know what? That was really fun. Like getting to put on my co-producing hat um, with Paul, who I work with in the studio, and sitting down with these songs, knowing them like I know them now. Yeah. And getting to record them again, because there are parts that I've kept the same. So some of the acoustic guitar and some of the vocal takes are exactly the same as the original acoustic tracks I released. Some of them I actually kept the same and built the track around it. Yeah. And other ones, like Chances Are, I recorded that acoustically a semitone higher than I actually play it now. So the re the re the reimagined version is actually a semitone lower, like key wise, than the original that I released. <clears throat> that kind of fits up because I wasn't gonna say like Rearview Mirror sounding sassy. I think the album has a slightly darker feel. Not mm. not dark as in really negative and sad, but kind of like a angrier. You're getting your fists out and you're getting ready to like rule the world and so kind of yeah i i get that i do i did i do feel really fierce yeah about that's this it. album i do feel fierce about it i completely get where you're coming from i also i mean i've said this once before i think on a live stream randomly i don't mind repeating it for you again i've kind of called this my fleetwood mac yeah a- album yeah because all the songs not all of them, but a lot of them were written for and about the person that drums on the whole album for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and obviously, we're not we're not <laughs> together or friends or speaking at all anymore. Um, so I've kind of 
I've got a dolphin. This is my Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. <laughs> and it's really sad because um, his brother plays bass on it as well. <laughs> no. No. Oh. I mean. So, um, yeah. Oh, I knew about him, but I didn't know about the brother. Oh. <laughs> that was kind of, obviously, when, when that separation happened, I think for me that was the turning point where I was like, right, I'm no longer going to bring my personal life in to my music anymore yeah and it's not that i don't want apart from obviously my music because obviously i write about my personal <laughs> life and so i can't get away from that no nope. it's yeah it's not that i don't want to let my fans in close but i think there's got to be a line and when obviously the separation happened i felt like not only was i going through the breakup but then i had to let my fans go through that breakup as well because he'd been a huge part of my career yeah. Up until that point, obviously drumming for me and drumming on all the tracks on the album. So, um, yeah, it was kind of at that point this time last year that I was like, no more. I'm not going to do personal life anymore. But anyhow, this is about you and your new music. So what I'll do is I'll, we'll, we'll stop talking about him. One of the things that I wanted to have a go at you about, and um, it really, it really, really upset me. Yeah. Now... <clears throat> it kind of made me even more upset when you mentioned towards the start that you've been sitting on this since spring last year, February last year. And when we did the podcast last February, yeah, last February, <laughs> hmm, February, and you've been sat on this photo since February. Now we did the podcast, I think it was like February yeah. 23rd. Okay. And so it's at the end of February. I mean, there's only 28 days in February, February. And you have the photo since February. Mm. Now, during the um, chat, well, just before the chat, actually, I messed up because of your Facebook bio uh, or the way that I read your Facebook bio. You know, we talk about texts and stuff and how things can be misconstrued. And I thought you were going to have an album released at that point called Austin. And we... (laughs) We arranged, we well, we kind of not formally came to a compromise or a deal that your next album was going to be called Austin. Yeah. And yeah, when but I, I feel like I'm more subtle than that, Don. I'd like to think I'm more subtle than that. <laughs> I knew you were going to bring this up as well. <laughs> like Austin, such I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's all I'm saying. That's I'm not going to have a go anymore. It's fine. It's fine. I mean, me and you can read between the lines. We know. It's fine. <laughs> Living in Silver Linings. A much better title than Austin. If oh, you're really, truly honest. Burn me even more. <laughs> oh, you're so, you're so, you're so nice to me. You're just so... <laughs> Living in Silver Linings, where did what what spurred the name? This is a great question. And I can't wait to tell you the answer. Oh my god, like So I was having I was having a conversation um with I don't know if you know Katie Hurt's bassist, big I call him Big Bear. No, Joseph. I don't know the, I don't know his bassist. Uh, I don't know a bassist, but go Okay, on. well her bassist, his name's Joseph, but I call him Big Bear. And um we were having a conversation on Instagram. And he was asking me how I was. And I said, oh, you know what I'm like? I'm just writing songs and just living in silver linings. Mm-hmm. 
And he came back and he was like, that sounds like a cracking title for a song. And I was like, yeah, it does. I'm thinking it at the same time. And so I wrote it down. I've got um, a notes kind of page on my phone full of lyric ideas and like song titles that I like and just little bits here and there that I think of. So I wrote it down on my little notes on my phone. I thought, oh, I'll come back to that. And this was, oh my goodness, when was this? It must have been just after Christmas, I think it was. So yeah. very recently. And I started playing around with it and I was like, that could actually be such a good album title. Because I feel like for me, not only does it sum up the last year of my life mm-hmm. <laughs> and kind of what I've been through and what I'm trying to do, but I also just feel like it sums up me and my music because I am a very enthusiastic, optimistic person. Yeah. I am a silver linings girl. I and you'll find like in songs like I'm moving to Nashville, you know, I'm I'm singing and I've I've written about how this opportunity wasn't exactly what I wanted it to be, but I flip it on its head and it's like, you know, but I went and I did that and I've come home and I'm better for that experience and that is a silver lining. And so I find I kind of found that it just summed me up. And I thought, why not? And I, I kind of put it towards to Nick and he was like, I love that. And then when it came down to the, to the artwork, we had two pictures. There was the artwork that I used for Paradise. Yep. I don't know if you've seen it. And that was actually going to be the album artwork if I'd released it last year. Ooh. So had I released it last year, that would have been the album artwork. Um, and also I was going to call the album LP. LP's in, LP. LP's LP. And the, but the more research I did into it, did into it I realised that Liam Payne, as in... One Direction, Liam Payne, Mm -hmm. his first album is called LP1. And so the more research I did into it, the more I was like, it just seems like it's already done and it seems a little lazy. And so then obviously I came up with this Living in Silver Linings and I had the choice between what what turned out to be the Paradise artwork and what turned out to be the album artwork. And when I first chose this for the album I looked at it and I thought this doesn't look like a living in silver linings to me this looks like some sassy badass <laughs> I don't know to all of my ex-boyfriends or you know what I mean like it seems like something like that yeah and so for about two weeks I drove my graphic designer insane as I changed the title at least 10 times and it kind of came down to it I thought but I love living in silver linings why can't that be living I just thought you know what I put my hands in the end I thought I love the title I love that photograph who cares <laughs> I'm just going to call it that. I've got to say, though, I'm loving the fonting as well, particularly for your name. Yeah. Uh, what way it goes behind my head? Yeah. Just yeah, the smoky and cool? the bind and just, uh, it just all looks so. I mean, you just got to look at the photo and you know who it is. Right? I know. Well, when, because he, I kind of said that, I said, oh, what if you kind of like went a little bit kind of here and there and he came back with this, which is not what I meant at all, but I was like, that looks awesome. And I was like, oh, but I said, I don't think I'm quite famous enough oh, no, that you I are. can get away with not having my name on, on the album. But I love it. I think it's so professional and it's so badass. It, it is. It is badass. I mean, I'm <sighs> loving how you've got the, you know, the simple colorings in the background and the dress, but then you've got this striking, striking red lipstick. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like that sass. It's like that. Mm-hmm. It is. It's so cool. It's, Even if I say it to myself, I just can't get over. It. I look at it. I'm like, oh my god, that's me. <laughs> on the eyes as well. I mean, though, if looks could kill, 
That's almost like the look that says, right? Go on. What are you doing? To me, that's my that's my rearview mirror. Yeah, right there. Yeah. I'd, I'd, Except for I don't I don't drive with that much makeup on. I'd hate to be tailgating you. Right. <laughs> As you drove past, I've been giving you one of these. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's about. Uh, he's such an amazing. It's oh, he's so amazing. Oh, gee. It, it, no. It's great seeing the development from when we first spoke to to this now. I mean, we first spoke when Coming to Nashville was released. Yeah, oh my man, that was ages ago, wasn't it? November 2019? <sighs> I'm moving to Nashville, was it? Yeah. Something like that, yeah. And it's just, it, it's amazing. I absolutely Doesn't love it. Doesn't it seem like a lifetime ago? <laughs> it does. It genuinely does. I mean, I feel like a completely so much different has person. Happened. Yeah, I know. Tell me about it. I um, I can't quite believe it's here because obviously, as you as you know, I I've kind of been sitting on it for a year, developing it more and and kind of making it into what I wanted it to be. So now it's finally come round to it, and as as I said, I'm holding the physical copies in my hand. I'm like, am I ready for this? Am I ready to release an album? <laughs> Only time will tell. Only time will tell, and time is coming very, very, very soon. Now, how much am I allowed to talk about the songs on the album, or is there some that are secret and you've got to buy it? No, as much as you want. Crack on. Fake friends. Yeah. Is that supposed to be like the, not counterpart, but kind of like the sister to Just Friends? So, no. Not originally, but I can see how you've come to that conclusion. And I like it. I like, I like that conclusion. Um, I almost didn't put fake friends on the, on the album because I thought, oh, I can't have just friends and fake friends. That's too many friends. No such thing um, as too many friends. <laughs> well, um, but yeah, I really, I really like fake <laughs> I really like fake friends, so that's kind of why it kind of made the cut in the end because I was like it's so different and lyrically it's so strong Mm -hmm. and Nick it's one of Nick's favourites is it? yes it's one of my favourites so oh really? you're the second person that has said that to me this week really? was was Nick the first one? (laughs) no 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 I don't know if you know Kelly Uh, Kelly Bright reviews it's Kelly Lou yes yeah, and she um, she messaged me, literally, I think I, Nick had sent out the press releases about two hours earlier, and she, she messaged me on Twitter, and she was like, I'm crying. She was like, you've written the song that has basically summed up like my past year. And yeah. I was like, oh. She's like, thank you so much for writing it. I feel like you've written it for me. And I was like, wow, that's really that's really sweet, because I didn't, you, know, you just, you never know how people are going to take songs, and I'm called, and Fake Friends is one of the ones that I'm worried that people are going to message me and be like, is this about me? And then I'm going to have to lie and say no. Uh, so I wasn't quite sure how no. that was going to go down. Have you had anybody kind of, I know you've mentioned Kelly, relating with that. How many times has people re- said they've related then with living in silver linings, you know, out of all the PR people and radio and everybody. Has anybody else come to you and said, oh, I relate with that one, or, oh, I love that one, or, oh, I love that one? 
Um, no, I mean, there's obviously because people had already heard "Lie to Me" mm-hmm. and "Just Friends" before they knew it was going to be on the album anyway. And "Lie to Me" was huge for me last year. It was the kind of the first song that made me feel comfortable in the country industry. Does that make sense? Yeah. It kind of it to me. I felt like it was my placeholder. Like I am here. Okay. And this is who I want to be. And this is, I'm serious about it. And Lie to Me for me was kind of like my first solo single that kind of did all that for me. And I know a lot of people at the time told me then that they related so heavily to Mm. Lie to Me, which is really sad. Um, But it kind of helped them as well. I remember getting a message from someone saying that she was literally going through the exact same emotions the day that I released the song. And she was like, I can't believe it. She was like, you it feels like you've literally like ripped my heart out and then written a song with it. And I was like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> In a way, you're a little bit like, oh, oh, I don't, I don't know how to react. I always because I'm terribly British and awkward. So I was like, oh, I hope everything's all right, you know. Um, but they always mean it like it's nice to know that they can relate. They're not the only one, they're not alone. Other people are in the same kind of pool of unhappiness yeah so that was um kind of pool nice of in a sad way <laughs> such a great turn. You know what i mean we're all swimming in this pool of unhappiness and no one wants to talk about it um so when i suppose someone does and it kind of hits the spot it's nice isn't it the pool of unhappiness filled with the tears of our sorrows the second album coming from louise parker <laughs> Oh. oh man, I'm not making any promises this time because if we do this conversation again next year and I've not called an album, a song or an EP, The Pool of Unhappiness, <laughs> we're going to fall out and I can't do that. I could never fall out with you. <laughs> I can't see that he's got his fingers crossed underneath the camera. <laughs> fingers, toes, everything crossed. My legs are crossed. Oh dear. So, what was it that made you decide like chances are and paradise and rearview mirror what what was it that made you want to put them on the album as opposed to other songs like gold so gold was already on an ep gold is on the lemon tree ep Mm -hmm. and for me they're all kind of tied together in that era of my life things that happened and I feel like as soon as things are on a CD almost I can put it behind me mm-hmm. like it's done Fair it's enough. done does that make sense <laughs> yeah. I'm like I can move past it now it's done it's in the past um quite literally burning a CD <laughs> exactly thank you very much but I um as I said like I think when I first released those five acoustic songs in 2019, I had quite a lot of people saying to me, oh, that's really nice. You've, you know, released them acoustically. When are you going to release them properly? And (laughs) at the time, I was like, never. I was like, this is it. I was like, you're not getting them any other format. It's a bit rude. They're acoustic. This is who I am. (laughs) I mean, when are you going to release them properly? I don't, isn't that a bit rude? I mean... If a song's going to be... I don't mean it, though. Okay. If you say so. At, as I said, at the time, that's that's kind of where I was at. I was I was sick of, you know, producing songs that I wasn't 100% in. 
like my heart wasn't in some of them, mm-hmm. but producing it because that's what I thought people wanted and who I had to be to try and fit in with this crowd that I didn't really understand. And um, I kind of had enough. I was like, you come to my shows, you see me play acoustic guitar. So this is what you're getting. This is me. <laughs> you get what you get. Exactly. So I, yeah, I released the five acoustic tracks and was just like breaking myself back down to basics again, mm-hmm. bringing myself back down to who I was to try and find out who I wanted to be. Yeah. And as I said, when I was originally going to release the album, they, I was going to put the five acoustic tracks on there because I thought it'd be nice to break it up, have the five produced, have the five acoustic. And then, as I said, it's on a CD, it's done. And then obviously as, as the album didn't come out, I had this kind of epiphany about Rearview Mirror and how I wanted it to sound. I don't know if you know Caroline Jones. She's an American singer-songwriter. She is multi-instrumentalist, absolutely phenomenal. And she's got this song called Tough Guys, which I adore. And she did this remix version of her song called Tough Guys and it's more instrumental and it has this amazing harmonica solo that she plays. And I heard that. I think it was like either that night or the night after I had this dream about Rearview Mirror and how I wanted it to sound if I did ever consider producing it. Yeah. I think I was in the studio literally the week after finishing off like little bits anyway. And I said to Paul, who I work with, would it be crazy if we did this, if I don't release the album, would that be crazy? And he was like, no, he's like, we've already got the tracks. It's just layering it with new instruments and we did it and I threw myself headfirst into it and I loved it. Like every single track on this album I have co-produced, there are things in there like the horns on Just Friends. Mm-hmm. That was my idea. Amazing. Like I wrote I wrote that, like, that line. That was my idea and I loved it. And it was kind of like, I have this saying, I do it with Nick and Paul and I say, this might sound a little crazy, but hear me out. <laughs> That is literally something I say it like four or five times during the studio or during a business meeting with Nick. I'm like, this might sound a little bit crazy, but hear me out. And then I come out with this idea. Merchandise idea. Or this might sound a little bit crazy, but hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> I feel like I need to say it. I need to start incorporating it a little bit more into my gigs. And then maybe I can release it when people can, yeah, relate to it. Yeah. Is, <laughs> I, mean, I, to- I totally get that though. I totally, I mean... Obviously, as a creative and being in the creative industry, you've got to have these kind of crazy ideas because it's got to be out of the box. It's got to be out of the blue. It's got to be something different and quirky and unique. Exactly. That's what it was. And it literally was sitting there and I was like, this might sound a little bit crazy, but hear me out. Horns. I'm like, go back. Go back to the start of the track. And we're listening to it. And I'm going, what if here it went, ba-ba-da-ba-da. Yep. At the beginning, they're just friends with horns. And Paul played it in, and I was like, I was like, oh, I don't know. I was like, I don't know if I like it. <laughs> really? And he was like, yeah. I was like, no, I don't know if I like it. So we played around with it, and I think within half an hour, I was like, mm-hmm. sold. Yeah. I was like, absolutely sold. Um, loved it. But like little things like that have really made me fall in love with producing music and, and kind of finding myself and loving what I'm doing. And, and, you know, I got to play a bit of electric guitar on this one, which is new for me. I, I'm very much an acoustic guitarist. <laughs> um, so I got to play a little bit of electric guitar. I got to play a little bit of piano on because I've very much been like sat in the background on my second EP. I didn't even play very much of the acoustic guitar on it. Yeah, I just sung. 
Um, so getting to do this my way and playing all of the acoustic guitar, singing on all of it, all of the harmonies. Um, Paul did some harmonies for me too, because I adore Paul, he's got an amazing voice. Getting to play a bit of the electric on it. Like I played the, not that this is on the album, but I played the electric guitar on O Sansa, which is my yeah. Christmas song. And I loved that. And getting to do a bit of the keys and, and just writing things in like the horns and getting to work with Charlotte who did violin for me. Oh, it was so amazing and it felt so easy and freeing. And I just finally feel like I'm at a place where I'm so happy and I don't feel like I'm trying to impress absolutely everyone. I'm just kind of, impressing myself and then hoping that people come on board too. <laughs> That's what it's about. Yeah, I love it. End of the I day. I completely forget the, the question. <laughs> I'm so lost about what the question was. No, I can't remember the question either. <laughs> but, I have no idea. Sorry. No, but I, I love that whole conversation, that whole chat there because end of the day, if you're not happy with what you're doing, how can you mm. expect anybody else to be happy? It's like, if you don't love something, you can't expect someone else down the road to love it. You've got to perform it every yeah. night. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, there's songs on the second EP that I do, because obviously Gold is on the second EP, and I love the Lemon Tree. That's like a staple in my set. Mm -hmm. And there are other songs that I absolutely adore on that EP. But at the time, it wasn't. I wasn't very involved in the production process because I didn't know. I didn't know what I was doing. And yeah. I was 21, I was, so I was quite young, really. Um, and I was just kind of doing what I thought people wanted to hear and going along with an idea and just hoping for the best, I guess. And, and obviously, you know, The Lemon Tree is a great song. I love The Lemon Tree. Um, and gold wasn't done. Gold was done by someone completely different just as a random one-off because we got on really well. <laughs> and I love those songs and I love the way they're produced and I think they're excellent. And um, But yeah, I just look back at that experience and I'm like, oh, I, wish, I wish I'd been brave enough to kind of take control more or know what I wanted. Yeah. Do you know, does that make sense? That makes, a, that makes perfect sense. I, I mean, yeah. it must feel amazing though to have to have this finished product, you know, living in silver linings, and to say, I've done that, I'm in that. Mm -hmm. I'm not just a vocalist. I, oh, I did that. Oh, I did that. Oh, I did that. It must be amazing. It must feel so great. Yeah, it does, and I feel that way every time. Just friends comes on. If I'm like driving along, and it's in a playlist I've got, and it comes on. Or sometimes I just go for walks and I listen to the album. <laughs> Just because, you know, I still, I'm still in my mind, I'm still analysing and being critical about it. So sometimes I just go for a walk and I listen to the album. And every time Just Friends comes on, oops, you've heard, every time I listen to any of the songs on the album, like, I'm like, oh my God, like, I wrote that. Like, for some reason, it's particularly Just Friends. I don't know why, but I think it's the horns because mm -hmm. it's the first song I've put horns in. I was like, I'm like, oh my God, that's my song. Totally get <laughs> and that. it is, it's like the most insane grounding moment for me. Yeah. I mean, I remember doing on the Facebook when you was, was it Facebook? No, it might have been the actual radio interview that we did, the catch-up chat. And we was yeah. talking about Just Friends and the horns. And I remember saying there's The Rising and Lady and Johnny Cash, mm -hmm. the kind of like three main people that have like horns in their music. And that was as good, if not better, than a lot of them. I mean... Ring of Fire is iconic and you just 
ah, just love it. I just love it. I know. That's the way I feel about it. Whenever I hear the horns, I'm like, ba, ba, da, ba, da, and I'm like, oh, snap, here I come. Move out of the way. <laughs> I do. I just adore that song. It just It's a song that I didn't know if I was ever going to record it, and it was like a fan favourite, and people were like, no, you've got to record this. We love it. And um, I think, like, my fans' love of it made me love it even more. So when I came down to producing it, it was just so much fun because yeah. I was kind of doing it for them as well as me. And, um, yeah, then I got to film that really fun music video in an Airbnb. And <laughs> it was so good. It was so good. Going on to should have, could have, will. Yeah. <laughs> that is had so many titles. You don't even know how long that took me to settle on that title for that song. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> yeah. What was... It was called Should Have Loved Me. Okay. For the first solid part of his life. Um, then it was called SCW for like the next kind of couple of months because I was like, oh, maybe I'll just abbreviate and call it SCW. Like, mm-hmm. interesting. It'll be a talking point, conversation. <laughs> um, and then I kind of settled on should have, could have, will because that, that's kind of how the song goes through. If you listen to the choruses, it all starts off as I should have, you should have loved me, and it's you could have loved me. And then last it's you will love me yeah so it's kind of like the building of the confidence and and like the song you, you it's just, got a great backstory to it <laughs> you just take my analysis away from it sorry you go you go you go <laughs> no you no go, it's fine no, it's, it's fine i just want you to elaborate on that more in sense of when you're writing shoulda coulda will and that's one of the things mm-hmm. I was going to say was I absolutely adore the way that that's structured out because I love a good timeline when it comes to songwriting. I love good timeline when it comes yeah. to songs, you know, with its typical start, middle, end. And what was what was what was going through your head when you sat down with a pen and writing? Should have could have was you was you feeling like really empowered? Like you should have you should have loved me. You could have loved me. You I was will so love mad. Me. I was so mad when I wrote that song. <laughs> Um, it took about 15, 20 minutes to write. Yeah. Again, one of the easiest songs I've ever written because it just came to me because I was so mad at the time. Um, let me paint a picture for you, dumb, okay? Oh, I love a good picture. 26th of August. I picture it. 2019. Oh, good year. I'd, I'd got to Texas two days earlier. Mm-hmm. So I'd flown out on the 24th of August, 2019. It's going to be hot. Um, I'd almost been turned around at security because they didn't think I had enough money to come into the country. So I'd sat in Austin, Texas security for three hours whilst they grilled me, looked at my bank accounts, basically told me that I didn't have enough money to live there, like fear-mongered into me that I wasn't good enough, basically, to be in their country. Mm -hmm. Um, Eventually got through on the threat that if I didn't leave the country when I told them that they'd arrest me and all this. Which they would. Yeah, they would, right? They didn't arrest me, luckily, but they they totally would have. But yeah, so um, I'd kind of obviously gone through this really traumatic... I mean, if I talk about it now, I'm still shaking when I talk about it now because it was a really traumatic part of my time, life. My and, heart's um, pounding. I was... I like, like, for like months afterwards, and I told people that story, I cried. Really? It was, it was so traumatic. Yeah, it was, it was terrifying. Could you imagine just doing a 10-hour flight, getting through to the other side, and then sitting there for three hours while someone grills you about your purpose in the country yeah 
It was horrific. Anyway, <laughs> um, also probably should mention that a close family member literally died about two weeks earlier. <gasps> so I was like, I was like emotional roller coaster as it was. And um, I, in my mind, I had been promised that I'd spend the whole week with my Austin family mm-hmm. at the time, only to find out two days into my trip on the 26th of August um, that some work had been agreed upon and that they were going away for 10 hours during the day on my second day in to be in there after not seeing them for eight months. So I sat down and I wrote, should have, could have, will. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Don't piss off Louise. Basically, yeah. And then obviously, what was that? So that was August, um, September, October, November, December, January, February, March. Seven months later. <laughs> Just shows. Don't it piss. all came to an end. Don't piss off Louise. <laughs> Otherwise yeah, she will terminate you. Know you what? Like, I'm always really honest. When I write songs and they're about people and those people are still relevant in my life, mm-hmm. they know. They know the song's about them. I tell them, this is for you. <laughs> but so it's... everyone's aware. Everyone's aware who it's about. So I bet it's even better after the fact. It's like, yeah, this one's about you. <clears throat> Don't choke. Um, yeah, it is actually as it goes, Tom. You should give it a go. It's really good fun. <laughs> it must be so liberating, though, as a songwriter, to be able to just get those pent up feelings and just, you know, diary esque them and get them onto paper and sell them. Um, yeah, I mean, not so much the last part. Uh, <laughs> that last part was a joke, that's great. It's great, but it's not so important. Um, but there is moments, like when I was writing Shoulda, Coulda, Will, there were moments when I'd stop and be like, is this too far? Is this too much? But I am like above and beyond melodramatic. <laughs> I am. And I'm like the first person to admit that. I am so like above board. So anything that's kind of like really seem really minuscule to me is like the worst situation in the world. <laughs> oh my God, I can't believe it. And that's why I write songs. And I think that's what makes me a good songwriter is that I am so theatrical. So there was moments when I sat down to write Shoulda, Coulda, Will that I was like, have I gone too far? <laughs> and then obviously when I played it to my American family afterwards, and I was like, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Do you still they love were like, me? It's a great song. They were like, oh, you know what? It's a great song, so fair enough. And I was like, cool, we're recording it. You're playing drums and you're playing bass. And they were like, I'm going to stare at you whilst I sing it. I mean, you think that was awkward? Try recording Lie to Me. No. So, yeah. Oh. Oh. I know. I told you this whole album is like my Fleetwood Mac. Nearly. Not nearly the whole album. <laughs> That's why people need to buy it. That's why people need to make sure when it's out to have it in the Spotify playlist. Get it playlisted. Get it get it in get it in your albums. Get it in your phones. Get it in your tablets. Get it in your laptops. Get it in your Um <laughs> Come swim in my pool of unhappiness. <laughs> Fill it even more with your tears of sorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Now, You're welcome. Coming to Nashville, it's mm-hmm. got to be on there. It, it's it's the staple. It's it's you. Like you said at the start, taking back your reins, and you've been there. 
you've seen it, you've come back stronger. Mm. It's always great seeing that the grass isn't always greener. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, it is on there. And I kept it acoustic. I'm, I'm so glad you did. wasn't ready. I don't think I'll ever be ready to put anything else behind that because I feel like so lyrically powerful that I was like, what can I add to this to make it better? Yeah. And in my opinion, I was like, I can't. So I didn't. <laughs> that's, that's the whole point. <laughs> so there we go. If it's the best it's already is, then what's the point in changing it? Exactly. Yeah. But then again, I always think that all of your music's amazing and it, I find it mm. fascinating. Oh, so sweet. Look at you holding it. I love how you're holding it like a baby. Like looking at it. <laughs> Just cradle my album, <laughs> and then oh, you'll start amazing, stroking. Isn't it? You'll start stroking your own face. <laughs> Shh. Oh, there, there, there. It'll all be all right, little one. Basically, the great thing with these audio podcasts is people won't be traumatized by the sight of you stroking your own face. It's okay. Crack a smile. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> crack, just crack a smile. <laughs> Oh man! Let me just put that down. Sorry, I get just—I'm just so blown away by it. It's like a real album. Now, when we're almost at release, mm. like the last, the last hurdles. Ugh. You must be almost relieved to get it out there because it's a lot of stress. I am. I am. I'm so relieved. I was back in the studio this this week. And it felt so nice to work on other music that isn't this album. Yeah. <laughs> I know that sounds terrible, but I even said to producer Paul, I was like, I just can't wait for it to be out now. <laughs> it just feels like the longest journey. And the problem is, whenever you're doing something like this, I'm reliving. I'm reliving the memories. So I'm reliving Lie to Me. And I'm reliving Should Have, Could Have, Will. You know? So it's kind of nice to get it out there that everyone can know and I can start doing stuff that is now, mm. that is my feelings now, and I can just be like, yeah, music. <laughs> so, yeah, it was really good to get back in the studio this week and start on new stuff. I'm so glad you you. You've, I didn't want to bring it up because, obviously, we're talking about living in silver linings and this is the main focus but I, I mean i'm curious how many songs have you got ready to record or have been recording oh man so today or this week i did five what new <laughs> I, was, songs. I was expecting like two or three. Oh, <laughs> I, I did i did five new songs um there's already one that i've been working on mm-hmm. from like beforehand that almost made the album and then I decided not to put it on. Okay. So that's six. And then there is a seventh song, which I started working on last June. When I'm just kind of like muddling along with that. And when it's ready, it's ready. And all this <laughs> so is... Yeah, go- I've got- all of this is good on your next album called Austin. <laughs> no, it's called um, The Pool of Unhappiness. <laughs> oh, yeah, The Pool of Unhappiness. The, the Pool of Unhappiness. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm just... I mean, I think I've got about 50... 50 demos in total but there are songs that I've written that will probably never see the light of day and I'm all right with that there were songs that I wrote for me or they're not 
that I'm not happy with. Like I wouldn't be happy people hearing <laughs> because they are the shoulda, coulda, wills that didn't turn out so good. If if you know, you know what I mean. I'm curious. I know you are. I'm really curious. So what? <laughs> what's the kind of like topic then of these songs that you'll never ever let light see them again? They're in Pandora's box, hidden away <sighs> underneath the Minotaur's cave. So, um, at the start of this year, or around February time, actually, kind of end of January, beginning of February, I did a special live stream that was kind of like 2020 life as a songwriter and I picked I think it was like 13 songs that I'd written throughout 2020 mm-hmm. and I played them I spoke out the stories and I played them and there's a couple in there that I probably won't release just because to me they're not up to the standard that I you know and there was a okay. few of them that people were like that's so catchy that's so catchy and I feel like it's a song I know already but in my mind I was like to me they're not they're not rearview mirror Mm-hmm. they're not fake friends. They're not... Does that make sense? Your branding. Yeah, they're just. it's just not kind of where I'm at. And a lot of them... <laughs> this is going to sound so bad. A lot of them are like the songs where I'm like, I'm in love with my life sort of thing. I know that sounds really bad. <laughs> You're so vain. <laughs> the songs where I'm like... This is who I am. This is me. Like, I'm happy with life and I'm not going to change because I am who I am. Mm. And it's a lot of those songs that will never end up getting released because I just don't think they're interesting. I don't think they're gritty. I don't find gripped by people who are like, my life is great. I feel gripped by people that are like, I'm traumatised and I'm sad. Do you know what? Do Do you understand where I'm coming from? Like, the extreme emotions is where I feel gripped. And so therefore the extreme emotions is where I release. My happiness is in your pain and misery. (laughs) It sounds terrible, but it's true, right? I mean, you look at things on the charts or things that get played and predominantly it's not the songs that are, you know, apart from James Blunt. My life is brilliant. My love is pure. You know, like you, you, you just don't get you just don't, they don't get the time of day, most likely, you know? Thing is, though, that song there, the one that you just <laughs> sung by Jens Blunt, isn't that the one that's about stalking someone on the underground? Yeah, exactly. See what I'm saying? Extreme emotions, Dom. <laughs> Extreme emotions. But they're the songs that make me sit up and listen. They're the songs that influence me. Like, I've been listening to Mickey Guyton a lot recently. Yeah. Like, Mickey Guyton, what are you going to tell her? Or Black Like Me. You know what I mean? Like amazing. extreme. Yeah. Amazing songs. And they're the kind of things that influence me. So I don't often want to release the songs that are like, I'm happy. <laughs> Unless I'm extremely happy. Like story of love kind of happy, you know? Yeah. Feel me? I, I, I feel you. I, I feel, I feel you, 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 You look fam. like you understand what I mean. <laughs> Oh, I'm I'm still I'm still intrigued. I, I still want. To, you've got. To, can you please send me at least one, just by email, so and I'll hide do. it. I'll delete it afterwards once I've listened to it once. <laughs> I'll burn it into the fiery depths of Mordor, and you'll make the trip. I'll make the trip. So I I think I think the the live stream that I did is still on YouTube. 
because obviously I always post my live streams after I do them. Mm -hmm. So I'm pretty sure that live stream I did the the life as a singer songwriter for 2020 is still on YouTube. So I mean the songs are out there. If people want to know <laughs> what what I kind of wrote in the last year and and yeah, it's out on YouTube. It's one min one hour and eight minutes long, so you can find it. There's a song called Back in Time, which I'll probably never release, and a lot of people said they liked. No. <laughs> no, I think that's a nice little segue into your going viral. Mm. Your live stream sessions. They've been amazing. Like Thank you. I mean your fan base. I mean, I mentioned Astrid earlier. Yeah. Oh god, Astrid, I love her. When are you going to Norway? Whenever time allows. Whenever, you know, we can travel freely. I'd love to go to Norway. That'd be awesome. I mean, there's so many places you need to go visit. I mean, Norway, York, you know, just millions of miles away from you. Just mm, Devon. Devon. There was a hashtag Louise Parker to Devon for a long time as well. I feel like we've started these hashtags and now whenever I do a live stream, everyone's like, hashtag Louise Parker to and then put wherever they live at the end. <laughs> and it's great. It's a great uh, kind of like tool for touring. Because I'm like, Nick, make sure you take this all down. <laughs> when, I, when are you looking at organising the touring side of things? Obviously, because it, it must be difficult mm. in terms of yourself and Nick kind of trying to organise the future when the future is so precarious at the moment. Yeah, so we've got a few things in pencil. Good old not, pencil. Not necessarily, not necessarily touring, but just a few gigs kind of scattered here and there, kind of testing the waters, I guess, mm -hmm. this year. Definitely this year. Um, dipping your toe in the pool? Dipping my toe in the pool of unhappiness. <laughs> <laughs> um, to kind of see if it's possible go out and do gigs again because obviously as you said it's it's so unknown right now if you know that's gonna cause the next ripple in the pool, in the pool of unhappiness <laughs> so yeah we've got i've got a few gigs kind of scattered here and there in london and up north mm -hmm. good so good are you gonna say yeah, it's manchester but... and edinburgh and it's it's not it's quite far north, <laughs> mm -hmm. but it's not announced yet, so I can't I can't tell you too much. I'm oh, still kind of waiting for it all. Tell me, and I'll bleep it out. <laughs> all right, are you ready for this? I'm ready. It's it's in. Why? <laughs> like you're yeah. passing so many so many places to get it's there. It's not. It's. Yeah, well, this is the thing. It's, it's, it might be that I'm doing a few dates around it, but okay. that's the one at the moment that has been settled on. So I'm just trying to... Because there's, like, a potential in... Nay! Yeah. And then I've said to Nick, it'd be a shame to go all that way and not go. Quack, quack. So there is potential there, but it's just waiting for these things to be confirmed. Because, obviously, right now, there's no point in getting ahead of ourselves. So are you just trying to, like purposely move as far away from me as you can now you bring it up 
Well, I didn't want to say this, but since we'd like to be blunt, I hate you. <laughs> no, it's not that at all. It's just where the opportunities have, have come up. It's just the, literally the people... Because I've said to Nick that I didn't want to go out of my way and schedule anything. Mm-hmm. But if the right opportunities came to me, I won't turn them down. So these are just the opportunities that have literally come to me. When is living in silver linings going to be due if people are listening to this before the release? Friday the 16th of April. Mm-hmm. It's going to be absolutely everywhere. You know, the Spotify, iTunes, HMV Online, Amazon, you mention it, Deezer, Pandora, if you're listening in America. Um, absolutely everywhere. Tidal, is that one? I don't know. Probably is, though, and it's going to be there. It's everywhere. You can't miss it. Um and then the physical copies will be out in kind of like the next couple of weeks after the release. That is what we're looking forward to. The physical copies, because that's that's what we all need to be buying, because we're all going to get a numbered album. We're all going to get a signed, signed album. Signed. I've got some stickers, if anyone wants stickers. Louise was just saying she's going to put some red lipstick on and actually kiss her own lips on the... Did- did I say that? I don't remember. But you oh. know what? If you're going to pay me a little bit extra, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> Honestly, I don't help myself. I really don't. <laughs> Are you okay, Dom? <laughs> Have I set you off? <coughs> oh, I'm crying. I'm crying. <laughs> oh, dear. It's been a long day. <laughs> it's been a long lockdown. Yeah, yeah, I know. Tell me about it. I genuinely, genuinely cannot wait to get to see you perform live. I can't wait to actually get to meet you in person instead of these lives and on social Zooms and FaceTimes. And I know. It's going to be so weird to see you with legs. I know. Does that make sense? All you've seen is just like this half of me. Yeah. I have no idea if you're tall. I'm six foot. Six foot, six foot one. I don't believe that. You don't look six foot one. I am. You'll be surprised. How how tall? Out of curiosity, how tall are you? I've not I've not really asked this question before ever. I'm five foot eight. Oh. I've got oh. really long legs. I'm like a giraffe. Really? Yeah. Really long legs. So your body's like really really short. Oh, it's the, um, have you ever heard of the cartoon, The Amazing World of Gumball? I know the name, but I would not be able to quote you any of the actual cartoon. Yeah, yes, I I know who you're talking of, yes. (laughs) Is that what you're... That's me. (laughs) Is that, is that, is that you? Yeah, well, I've got a really good tan. Very, very... <laughs> See, that's what we were talking about earlier, the orange tan. Yeah, that's me. I need to rotate this. The only way is Essex. <laughs> See, when you said you got really, really long legs, that's the very first thing that went to my mind. Is it? Because I always think about... There's a cartoon. I don't know if you've watched it. It's called Family Guy. And um, yeah. they're talking about Peter's sister. And it's like... And some a car stops. And they're like, oh, do those legs go all the way up? And then she takes off her dress and her legs literally go all the way up to her neck. Have you seen it? And then she runs along behind the car with the legs. That's me. <coughs> Are you all right, Dom? Oh, no. 
You know exactly what I'm talking about as well, don't you? I do. I do. <laughs> yeah, that's that's me. Oh god. <laughs> Is this emotional for you? I'm just I was watching a Instagram live with Voice of a Woman and she was interviewing another artist, a young artist from up here. And one of the... We was talking about food. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, it ended up talking about snails. Uh, yeah, that's a common conversation. You know, corridor. What's your take on people eating snails? So I feel like if that's something you want to do, crack on. <laughs> but I'm not going to do it because I don't eat meat. I know. <laughs> it's... I just... I'm still shocked. I'm still shocked that people can eat snails. People eat everything. Like... You know, crickets. People eat everything, don't they? Bats. <laughs> I feel like it's a delicacy for some people, isn't it? I mean, I remember watching... I remember watching um, <laughs> some food programme and they were cooking things like tarantulas. Yeah. I know. What's your... It's not for me. What's the craziest thing that you've ever eaten? I don't think I'm going to blow your mind here at all. Eggplant. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had this cracking Brussels sprout. Someone doesn't eat meat. <laughs> yeah. Go on. Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm going to be really boring here. The thing is, though, it doesn't have, <clears throat> it doesn't have to be crazy. It just... It can be like something that's unique or this a new dish that you had at a restaurant or something that you've thought was, wow, this is actually really, really tasty. I mean, I, I really enjoy food. Like, I love food. Love I really food. like food. I do. I love food. Um, and there are so many great options available for those who don't eat meat, like me. Um, I had this really, this is going to sound really boring. <laughs> I had this really great burger the other day, right? Um, that obviously isn't made with meat, um, but it's made with, like, coconut water and things like that, so it's still juicy. And it's made with, like, pea protein, so you still get quite a lot of protein in it. And it was absolutely amazing. It's called a Beyond Burger. It's really good. A beyond. I know that sounds really boring. Beyond. Beyond burger. Um, it is expensive. I think they're like £4.20 for two burgers. Where do so you get them expensive. from? Tesco's. Tesco. Tesco, yeah. Just pop down your local super, you know? Every little helps. Exactly. But yeah, that was an amazing burger. Oh, God. I'm a big fan of, of like veggie food. Although, right, listen, hear me out here, right? You can edit this out if you want to. <laughs> the other day, got, got an Indian takeaway. Love Indian takeaway. 
great tikka masala. And it's that red, that, you know, that really red colour that you get in uh-huh. tikka masalas when you get takeaways. Oh, so good. And the vegetarian option, mwah. potatoes, fresh veg, love it. And um, so imagine our whole order is is vegetarian. Uh-huh. Like nothing is is meat. And they sent us some free samosas. And we were like, oh, that's that's really sweet. That's really sweet. So obviously put it on the plate, everything. Um, I was like, oh, I'm going to give this a good go. So I bit into it. No. I looked at it and I was like, I was like, this tastes disgusting. I was like, what is this? So I showed it to, to someone I was eating with. And they were like, I was like, is this mince? And they're like, that's mince. No. I spat out, obviously. It tasted gross. I haven't so I don't think I don't think a lot of people know that I'm vegetarian. It's not something that I, I air. I haven't had meat for over a year. I became vegetarian last February. <laughs> Actually, as it goes. <laughs> I, um, so I haven't had meat for over a year. Um and I had this this mince samosa and it tasted gross. It, like I can't believe mince tastes like that. It's disgusting. But yeah, I spat it out. Did I turn you vegetarian? No, no, it wasn't you. No, I watched this film called Okia, and it just changed my whole perspective. Okia? Okia. O-K-J-A. It was on Netflix at the time. It, it's Okia. by the same director as Parasite. I don't know if you've watched Parasite. I think I have. It's like one of those films that are completely like mind-blowing films. Um, it's the same director as, as that. And so it really gets you thinking about things. And it's complete, it's, it's science fiction. It's about giant pigs, pigs that are the size of buses. So I'm saying it's not even about real life. But then they take you to this slaughterhouse and it's really graphic. And even though, you know, it's, you know, kind of science fiction, it's all based on things that actually happen. Mm. And I watched this film and I said, I'm never going to eat meat again. And I haven't. When you go to a restaurant mm-hmm. and you're sat at a table and somebody at the next table across orders something completely full of meat, say like a mixed grill or something. Hmm. When the smell goes washed over, does the smell put you off or anything or is it just eating it? No, I have no problem. I mean, I have... um, (laughs) This sounds so weird. I've kind of like... Do you know when you have to check if food is like hot enough for Mm -hmm. kids? Like gone to McDonald's and I've bitten into a chicken nugget for a child to make sure if it's hot enough. Like, it doesn't bother me at all. It's just my choice. Say chicken nugget again. Chicken nugget. You, the way you said it a second ago was chicken nugget. Chicken nugget. <laughs> what? What's your kind of, like, go-to at McDonald's then? They do a veggie wrap. The wraps really, are lovely. Really nice. The wraps are yeah. lovely. And then obviously just chips and mozzarella dippers. Hello? Hash browns in the morning. Hash browns. The other morning I had four hash browns from McDonald's to myself for for breakfast. That is not a bad thing. No, I know, but it's a lot of hash browns. I can't remember the most hash browns I've ever eaten. I think I've had like eight at one go. Oh man, I was full. We bought loads that day. Oh. Just, mm, I might have Ash Browns at work tomorrow. Oh, classic. I, I've, I've, I know I've got a meeting straight away in the morning and mm. I might just take some in and just eat, have a proper breakfast meeting 
A working lunch kind of thing. Oh, yes, that's my day sorted for tomorrow. A working breakfast. <laughs> it has been... It's been lovely catching up again. Mm, I know, it has. Thank you so much for having me. It's been it's been fascinating, some of the stories. <laughs> We've now got the next album title. We have. Maybe. I'm not promising this time. I can't upset you like that. <laughs> um, finally. The... Bells and Girls UK Country Music Spotlight Awards. You did a performance. <laughs> that kind of went a little bit wrong. Yeah. I don't know what Technology. happened. No, me neither. It's not happened again since. <laughs> it's, just, it's just the one day that you don't need it to happen during a, a great award show and boom. Just one of those things, isn't it? You can't help it. Oh, it was so stressful that day. <laughs> you got to... to do a cracking duet, though, obviously. Oh, that's it. I mean, I was, I was, I was on the screen next to you singing. It's you like just, you were literally just staring at me. You were just like watching me. It was really unnerving. <laughs> it, it was, it was really bizarre. For those that didn't watch the uh, the UK Country Music Spotlight Awards, it's too long. The the audio just randomly cut out Mm -hmm. and the audio would only turn back on when I appeared. It's like, what? Like, it's some weird coincidence. You were meant to be on screen with me. Oh, I had to make some joke. Like this is to stop you from copywriting and saving the song for yourself before it's released. I didn't know what to say. It was nice. It was very sweet. It was. You saved me. It was an amazing. It was an amazing night. You did so well. Yeah, it was really good fun. Fingers crossed next year, though. Yes. Well, I was just. I know everyone always says it, but just to be nominated is a huge accomplishment. I mean, obviously, it's not as a big as accomplishment as winning, but yeah, <laughs> it's you know, it's still really like the recognition. Flattering. Yeah, exactly. So I'm always just. Just happy to turn up and be involved. <laughs> oh, next well, year, maybe, hopefully. Fingers, maybe another one, we'll see. Fingers crossed, next year everything is hunky-dory and we can actually have live mm. events. That'd be amazing, could you imagine? I mean, hopefully, fingers crossed that you'll be performing. I mean, obviously nothing's been planned yet. Well, I don't know if anything's been know. planned. Third year in a row, I'm not sure if they'll have me back. <laughs> Really? We'll see. Like, I mean, I'm going to be there, obviously. I'm going to be there, but I don't know if I'll um, I'll perform. We'll see. You never know. Either way, I can't wait to meet you. <laughs> it's going to be so sweet, isn't it? It's going to be like this big hug fest where everybody's kind of like just congregating in the middle, just hugging everybody and we yeah. see each other. I'm just going to stand on the stage and watch you all do that, I think. in our In our pool of wallowing tears yes of hugs of hugs and crying yeah thank you louise thank you dom it has been i've I've said this once and i'll keep saying it and i'll say it again in the future it's been an absolute honor it's been a pleasure Mm. it's been a privilege being able to chat with you 
Oh, thank you so much. It's so sweet of you to say. Well, uh, I'll talk to you, what, next year? This time next year, yeah? Yeah, so next February when, obviously, you've turned actual vegan. Oh, no, I couldn't do that. I love chocolate and ice cream too much. Fair enough. It's just a true story. <laughs> can't argue. <laughs> Cannot argue with that at all. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I hope to see you Thank all you. next time. Have an awesome week, and make sure you've got Living in Silver Linings in your playlist. Get it in there now. What are you waiting for? Now. Do it. <laughs> Take care, everybody. See you all next time. Bye for now. That was the Country Chat Podcast. Join Dom next time for exclusive interviews, reviews, and general chit-chats on all things country music.